episode of pixels polygons and fun the video game podcast we talk about anything under the video game sun i am your host Jinji. with me as always is my co-host mr colo how are you buddy i'm pretty good all right and we have a very special guest with us today our very first patron might i add mr xenomorph jedi how are you today sir uh, not too bad doing the whole child rearing stuff Hanging out with you guys. Oh, yeah, I feel you there. And hunting some dinos, but we'll get into into that later on. But um, with that said, you guys, like we always do, got to make a phone call. We will be right back. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. And all right, welcome back to the news, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. Pulling from IGN.com, written by Alicia Judge. Toxic Dota 2 players are now being hit with 19-year bans. <laughs> Dota 2 players who cheat, buy, and sell accounts or, or are abusive are now being banned for the game for up to two decades. The bans are the result of an update to Dota 2's ranked matchmaking, which made clear that the game will now punish smurfing, roll queue abuse, and those with low behavior scores. Excuse me. Quote, in terms of our development focus moving forward, we are spending more of our time than usual focusing on matchmaking quality reads a blog post introducing the update. We believe that the right call given how much opportunity there is to make the day-to-day experience better for all players, end quote. Dota 2 has an in-depth conduct system that awards points for sporting and sincere behavior while allowing others to report players that are disruptive or toxic. On the back of the update, those who've been regularly reported are now being banned, some until 2038, which is the maximum amount of time that developers can input as a penalty. Um, these bans are user-based, so if any person who's been um, booted attempts to try to trick the game by rejoining with the Smurf, it won't work. The system blacklists phone numbers associated with their accounts. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I, I like... I play those games, though. I right, it's good that Dota is finally fucking addressing their toxic community. And to be quite honest, I hope more developers learn from this and try to combat toxic players and their communities. Yeah, I know when I started playing Dota 2, it was like a while after it had already been, you know, popular and stuff. And a lot of people are just, they're not willing to like help you out or teach you anything. And they just want to bitch and moan the whole time. 
And you right. don't know what the hell you're doing because you're new, but they don't give a shit because, <laughs> you know, they get really into it. So. You know, that's why I've never really touched Dota 2 personally myself. Is I've had no one to teach me how to play it. And the one time I downloaded the game and tried to play it, nobody would help me. Yeah. Yeah, League of Legends, like all those games are kind of like that. That, But I started playing it when it first came out. So I was kind of learning with everybody else, so I didn't have as much trouble with that. But right. yeah, like all those, all those type games are a lot like that. Like Dota 2, Smite, League of Legends. I've never others. played Smite, but... I actually like it because it's not like the isometric top-down view. You're actually running around and all the keys are mapped like a third-person type view. And you can jump and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a mix between the whole League of Legends Dota style and like maybe a first-person shooter type view. Well, well, if it was in third person, you know. Yeah, I like the way it plays a lot better, though. That, and you don't have to, like, you can spend 30 bucks on that game and get every single god that they're going to, that they have will be unlocked. And then every one they release, they'll automatically give you. So oh, wow. it doesn't feel like it just continually nickels and dives you unless you want the new skins and everything. You can pay thirty bucks, download it for free, and have every character playable. So. That's not bad. I mean, I don't mind games like that that have, um, yeah. I don't know if I will, yeah, essentially microtransactions that are cosmetic only. I see no problem with that whatsoever. But if you're locking behind pay-to-win shit behind microtransactions. That's where I personally have a problem. Yeah, I don't have a problem with stuff like that, too. I also don't like the gambling shit. I don't like paying, getting 10 loot boxes. I have no clue what's in them because I want one item, you know, and then having to open them all and get, like, four or five copies of the same thing I already have. Dokkan battle. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, sorry. It just sounds like a, you know, you feel like you get ripped off, especially when you don't get anything and you dump a good amount of money in it. I just, I don't even mess with that stuff anymore, Harley. But, like, I'd rather just give you 10 bucks to buy a skin for a character I really like, you know? Right. Instead of, okay, I'm going to put $5 here and just hope I get the skin that I want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because... Hell, you might have to spend a hundred, two hundred dollars just to get that one skin or mm. you know, emoji or icon or whatever the hell it is. I mean, like kind of like a last statement before we move on to the next news article. Um, a game uh, that I play, Brave Frontier. Uh I've been playing it for now the past five years and I think in total I put more than three hundred dollars into the game and it's one of those gotcha style games i don't know if you've heard of it but you know they have summoning banners that you can do and the polls are completely random and throughout the three years or five years sorry of playing the game and pouring over 300 dollars into the game i have yet to get one specific unit that i want (laughs) yeah i'm looking it up now i used to play a game like this actually kind of um, and then mobile. let alone, you know, being stuck on the same boss for three years because I'm a dumbass, but you know, that's besides the point. But um, <laughs> next one I wanted to pull up real quick. 
I guess we can talk about it, really. Um, last week, if you guys hadn't have noticed, there was a glitch image that popped up on the Pokemon.com website. And um, that Pokemon was formally revealed the other day. Farfetch'd, uh, with Sword and Shield coming out, will have a Galarian form evolution that is known as Surfetch'd. Specifically on Sword, I believe. Yes, uh, Surfetch is a sword uh, version exclusive, so you'll have to trade. Uh, if you are planning on playing Shield, you'll have to trade over from Sword to get him. But Surfetched is a pure fighting type with the ability of Steadfast, and its ability is called Meteor, or its uh, signature move is called Meteor Assault, I want to say is its correct name. I think that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I will. I will double check. Just give me two seconds. So, as somebody that doesn't play Pokemon, yeah, Meteor a lot, Assault. What's up? Oh, I was gonna say, as someone that doesn't play Pokemon a lot, what evolution did you say it was? Do you remember like Farfetch'd? Yeah, yeah, the little duck with a leak. <laughs> yeah, he has gotten a, a new form evolution. In fact, I will post a picture of him. And uh, general in just a second. Yep, that is Surfetch. Yep, he is a sword version exclusive, and all they have said about how Farfetch evolves is that after Farfetch is involved in a certain amount of battles, he will evolve into Surfetch. I'm really hoping that that's not just them being like, oh yeah, just. He has a really high level to uh, evolve. I'm really hoping that's a new evolution mechanic where you actually have to fight a specific amount of battles. That's what I was going to ask, because I thought in Pokemon, like, you just fought and gained XP and leveled them up. Is that not how you do it? Well, no, some... you still do it that way. Yeah, that's how you do it, but I'm hoping that you have to fight a specific amount of battles. It doesn't matter what level he is. You just it's the amount of battles you do, not the amount of EXP you get from the ba said battles. Uh, so you could go like grind it out on like smaller things if you wanted to, as opposed to fighting right. higher level stuff and get into more. Theoretically, right. yeah, I got you now. I I like Surfetch, I really do, but I'm more I'm more excited really to see, you know, what other Pokemon are going to get Galarian forms. I want to see what the uh, the shield exclusive is going to be. Right. So, what is a Galarian form like? What does that entail? They are um, the the new region for Pokemon Sword and Shield is called Galar, yeah. and the environment in the Galar region causes Pokemon to undergo changes. Okay, so does it give them any? Is there like any collective type of attribute or anything for them, or is it just a new type of evolution? Uh, th their types do change, and um, you know some of their abilities change as well. Like I'm going to be sending you uh, sending a picture in general about because um, we have a Galarian form for Weezing, we have a Galarian form for the Zigzagoon line. It's bonkers. But, um, yeah. 
So there's that. Colo, do you have anything you, that you would like to bring to the class, so to speak? All right. So what I brought for show and tell is <laughs> uh, Pokemon Go just saw its best. Oh, co- co- pulling from gamesindustry.biz, written by there you go. Rebecca Valentine. I forgot about that part. I know how to do a podcast. I promise. Pokemon Go just saw its best best month since 2016. Uh, Niantic just saw its best month for worldwide worldwide revenue since its peak in 2016, bringing in 1.7 or 176 million back in August. Mm-hmm. The game topped the worldwide earning charts for mobile last month, taking out usual top chart topper honor of kings on console fortnite remained firmly in place number one with madden madden nfl 20 at number six as its digital sales debuted at six percent below those of Madden nfl 19's launch month launch month last year wow so on top of that so the top 10 top grossing titles as of 2019 for PC, well, I'm just going to read the top three because I don't want to read 30 of them. But uh, the top three for PC are Dungeon Fighter Online, League of Legends, and World of Warcraft West. For console, it's Fortnite, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh wow! Go Super figure. Mario, GTA Super Mario Maker's on this on this list. I want to play Super Mario Maker. I really do. Uh, Super Mario Maker really for console it. is higher than Smash Bros. Wow, wow. that's actually that's interesting. Uh, for mobile, yeah. it's Pokemon Go is number one. Honor of Kings, and then I can't. Fate, Fate, Grand Order. Hmm. So yeah, good, good for Pokemon Go. I kind of, I always just, I always knew that Pokemon Go is like at least in the top ten, but for them to be number one now, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't expect them to be doing that good either. Like for so long, you know, I expected them to be up there as far as a mobile game, but I just, I don't run into people that are playing it that much anymore. At least not around here. Yeah, I don't even like on community days. Depending on where, like where I go, there's not that many people doing the community days anymore either. Yeah, I don't even know what the community days are. So <laughs> that's how long it's been since I played. So basic, well, quick thing. Uh, so uh, this September, this month. Actually, I think it was. It's going to be this upcoming Saturday, or as of recording this upcoming Saturday on the twenty third. I think. Oh no, it's October twenty third. So for October, I don't know. I should probably double check that before I start spewing out stuff. Yeah, it's October thirteenth or twenty third. I don't remember, but it's Trap Inch, the Trap Inch line. So on Community Day, it's increase like massively increase spawn of that specific pokemon and then the shiny rates are extremely high as well 
Oh, how many shinies do they have now? I thought there was only like two or three of them. No, they, they have a lot of shinies that have been released. So, do those like do they have different ability sets? Or are they stronger? Or is it just simply like a skin cosmetic type thing that you find? Or? Um, it's you. It's mainly just just a shiny Pokemon, just to say you got it. But uh, what they've what they've been doing with community days, just so it's not just looking for shinies. Uh, if you catch any Pokemon during any of the uh, event exclusive Pokemon, so for next month it's going to be Trap Inch. Uh, it will learn it will learn an exclusive move that you can't get outside of that event. Oh wow, that's kind of neat. So I mean... uh, last weekend was the September Community Day, and it was Turtwig. And if you yeah. evolve it all the way up into Torterra, you would get the move Frenzy Plant. Are they pretty good moves that they've been putting on them, or are they just like something to just collect kind of thing? Can you actually use them when you battle gems and stuff? Yeah, you can. I mean, like, are they worth using, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or do they just come up with a whole bunch of like BS abilities to throw on there to be like, hey, look, we're doing something special? Uh, it depends actually... on the combat power of what you catch them at. Yeah, so, yeah, the IVs and everything like that. IVs, combat power, all that other stuff. But I mainly just do it just to say that I have this many shinies. I just try and get the whole shiny line. So I have tur a shiny Turtwig, Grottle, and whatever the third, uh, Torterra. Man, I don't know. Like, I used to play that game forever. Me and my wife would go out and play and walk around, like, all day. And I never shiny or color shiny. But back then, like, Magikarp was, like, the only shiny out. Yeah, but with with Community Days, it's once a month on a specific day. Usually it's uh, Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes it's Friday. It's usually never Monday through Thursday, though, because people who make people who do Pokemon know that people can't go out during the week. And it's usually only for three hours that you that you can catch these Pokemon. Huh, I'm still in a Pokemon group, like locally. There's a yeah. big one in our town. I may need to check it out. But I also work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Typically, I took off this week. But but no, like, see, I never watched Pokemon when I was a kid. I ended up watching it when I was older after Pokemon Go came out. <laughs> so, see, I've like been meaning. Know to catch up and go watch all the seasons. I just finished Indigo League just because it was on Netflix. Yeah. But I need to go and do everything else, but it's just it's such a bit it's such a big uh show that it's just it's real intimidating to start and I really don't want to go and like just sit down and watch everything all at once. By the way, we should we should make a mention a big ass congratulations to Ash motherfucking Catchem for finally winning a championship. Oh yeah, definitely. He finally finally won something. Like yeah, Ash is the first Alolan champion. Good for him. It's about time. I saw this one meme that it was all the pictures of like good artwork ash and then it was a low and ash and they're like we wanted to become champion but not like this <laughs> <laughs> how much did it cost my artwork 
<laughs> How much did it cost? My artwork. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Um, Zeno, I can't remember if you said that you had any news articles that you wanted to bring up. No, I didn't really. I mean, I didn't look at for anything. <laughs> I was lazy. Fine. I just, I just completely screwed up. Yeah, it's all right. Well, with that being, with that being said, you guys, we're gonna wrap it up here and go into our next segment. We will be right back. And welcome back, you guys, to the next segment of the show where we will talk about what we've been up to in the last week or so, video game wise, or anything else we would like to bring up. Mister Colo, what have you been doing, buddy? Um. Not much on the video game front. Been busy with work. Haven't uploaded a YouTube video since the last time we recorded. <laughs> I get real lazy during the week because I come home from an eight-hour shift, and then I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. I got to get up early in the morning next tomorrow. But um, so this week, not much. Specifically today, Link's Awakening came out. So As of right recording, after, we should mention... Yeah, as of recording, so to you guys this past Friday, or last Friday, it came out. I've been playing it, uh, I think, since 5 o'clock since I got home. It is a really fun game. Now, I never played the original Link's Awakening, so this is just a brand new game. I love the artwork. It's it's 3D. I love how they... I need to go and look up a, like the like playthroughs or something of the original Link's Awakening so I can have a little bit more appreciation for the game. Mm-hmm. But this this game is amazing. This is definitely going to be a game that I'm playing for a while and I'm 100% going to beat this game. Well, sweet. So, I guess uh, control-wise, how does it feel? Uh, control wise is pretty good. Um, there's no, it's just like just regular controller wise, you use just basic controls, really. Um, yeah, just basic controls. You move the stick, you press the buttons. There's nothing like wonky or like motion controls or anything like that. And see, like, I could go on and on about this game for like, because I've already beaten the second boss. And I think there's mm-hmm. seven bosses, and then there's the final boss, I believe. Okay. But I already beat the second boss, so I have about five more, and then the final one. So I'm I've been grinding it out. It's for a remake. I usually most time, at least with my experience with remakes, is that remakes are usually easier than the original. This game's hard as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not hard per se, but like. I never played the original, so this is a brand new Zelda game. Zelda games are very, are not very, but like, are somewhat confusing. Especially the fucking dungeons and shit. But I, it took me about five or six tries to beat the second boss. So is it a true remake, or do they just port it over? Like, do they do the uh, graphics it, it, and everything, or is it... Oh yeah, it's massively overhauled. Yeah, no, it's basically like a whole brand new game. Yeah, they're doing that a lot with games now, it seems like. 
Because I think, what is it, Final Fantasy VIII is going to remake, too, and stuff? Seven. Re-release? Well, I know seven was, but I thought eight was to begin one, too. Like, just recently released. Maybe I'm wrong. What, Zeno being wrong? Never. Not once. Shut the fuck up, Jenny. No one asked you. <laughs> you act like you run shit around here. <laughs> Motherfucker. I know... I know Riley's going to bitch at me for this, but Gingy, he said you run things now. Do we have to kick him off? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, Colo? I feel like since I said that, I should should reiterate, Riley was not kicked off the podcast. He left of his own accord. Right. I feel like I should just just reiterate that so people aren't like, you kicked him off, blah blah blah. I I, I really don't care. But well, well, I mean um, to be fair, he did threaten to quit every thirty minutes into every single podcast. <laughs> like every thirty minutes, it seems like he was threatening to quit when he was on. Um on on Dokkan Battle, uh the there's a new LR banner out for. It's an exchange card, which after a certain amount of turns, you can... So they had two exchange cards out with uh, Vegeta and Trunks and then Goku and Gohan. So after a few, you'd start with Goku and then with the other unit, it would be Vegeta. And then after a couple, I think it's like four on the fourth turn, you can switch to Gohan and Trunks. Oh, wow. So with the new LR, it's you start off with 17 and 18, Android 17 and 18, and you can switch to Android 16. So I decided to just do a bullshit summon because I, I had 100 Dragonstones. So I'm like, eh, you know what? I'll do a summon. I'll see what I can pull. And I on the first try, I pull the LR 17 and 18. 17, 18, and 16. Nice. And then I also pulled the transforming... Uh, Android 21 card as well, which I've been wanting for a while. Hell yeah, dude. Other than that, I did a bunch of other summons on there. Got absolute garbage. As usual on this game, because this game fucking sucks, but it's okay because I got another LR. So that's two uh, That's two banners with two LRs in a row. Lucky bastard. So I'm on an LR streak right now of two. I already know that's gonna. I'm probably not gonna get the next LR that they release, just because my luck can't be that good on this game. I didn't even want this LR to begin with, because I never. Use, I don't have an Androids team that's good enough, so I just don't use it. So I'm like, all right. But I gotta get it up. <sighs> gotta get it up to LR. Know. I think it's only at base UR, not transcended UR. So. Got to start that grind soon, but I've been lazy, and I didn't want to do it yet. But that's about it on the video game front for me. All right, Mr. Zeno, what have you been doing? Um, I don't know. We've been playing a lot of couch co-op games over here. For uh, They have that sell for the PlayStation. They had a summer sale that went through August and part of September, and I picked up quite a few games off of there. Um, One of them I picked up, it's like an 8-bit style game, but it's really fun if you have people for local couch co-op. It's called Crawl. 
pretty much what you do is you take a you get people and then you all fight at the beginning and when you're killed you get to be the ghost and you get to like possess other enemies and stuff and use their skill sets and you get to possess like the traps and stuff and try to kill the other person and that person's running around gaining xp getting money leveling up to try to get high enough to fight the final boss and like everybody else is trying to stop them so that game was really fun the only thing i didn't like about it is that it doesn't it's made specifically for multiplayer but it has no online multiplayer strictly like a couch co-op so it wouldn't be something fun to get you know and play if you don't have people over or whatever but um then i got you know grand theft auto 5 which i really haven't done anything except fuck around on <laughs> so i don't really know much about the storyline i just been running around kind of messing around with that i never bought it when it was new you know five years ago or whatever but they had it on sale for like 10 bucks um been playing jurassic world live on my phone that's pretty much what i do when i'm running around or you know at work or something since it's convenient and easy to carry. Any uh, any new dinos you got in that? Because I do talk about. Yeah, I didn't know if that was going to be a separate segment or not, but uh, I recently no, got go the Endoraptor. Ooh. So that, that was the newest thing I've got. So I'm up to three uniques. I got Trico, I got the Endoraptor, and I got Thor. So. My I team's coming along in the world. And I just broke 4,000 trophies, so that was nice. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting up there with the big boys now. You know? Huh? All right. Well, seeing as how we're on the subject of Jurassic World Alive, I'll go ahead and get that gameplay out of the way. Um, I am pleased to report that I am getting very, very close to unlocking the the hybrid I've been working on for God knows how long now. The Thor the Thoradolosaur, the unique level hybrid I've been working on. I am sitting at two hundred and twenty DNA points out of two hundred and fifty to unlock. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, Alliance has donated six hundred and sixteen on your request. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I was just looking so at it. it was I'm getting, open. I am getting insanely close, but I did, however, unlock a new hybrid earlier today. I finally unlocked the Rajakolosaurus. The Rajakolosaurus. What? <laughs> the Rajakolosaurus. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm bad with names. I'm so sorry. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, I will. I know you know what I'm talking about once you see it, Zeno. Yeah, probably, but I can't picture it off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah, I posted it. I posted it in general. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I don't think I have him yet either. He's good, Dino. He's got a good, very good moveset. I'm excited to use them. Yeah, I don't have my Raja leveled up enough. It's only level 13. So I can't even start on that one yet. But it leads into a unique, so that's nice. 
once you get it, you'll still be able to work up to that. Exactly, but I think after Thor, I'll be done with Uniques for a while. <laughs> Sick of that grind, huh? I would really recommend getting Trico if you want to work towards something. Like, just, you know, not grind it out, but just kind of in the background work towards something, because that's probably my favorite dinosaur. Okay. It has Defense Shattering Strike, and then Defense Shattering Rampage, and then it has Instant Distraction, Instant Invincibility, and Counter. Ooh. Plus it has 30% armor and 30% crit, so it's a beast. Well, what what else? Um, Dokkan-wise, I've done a few multi-summons. Um, the uh, the one before my final one, honestly, it was it was garbage. It was poo poo. I didn't get anything noteworthy out of that. And out of the um, uh, what's the word I want to think of? Uh, out of all of uh, come on, brain work. <laughs> Yeah, there was a, a summoning promotion, whatever, that if you do three multi-summons, you can get one free multi-summon, right? And the third multi-summon I did turned out to be absolute shit, and I got a free multi-summon, right? So I hit it, saw Goku popped up, and Vegeta came along, so here I was thinking, oh, please, please fuse. And come to find out, that uh, they did indeed fuse into Vegito, but it was Vegito blue that popped up on my summoning, which got me hella hyped, and I pulled the brand new LR cell. Oh, okay. See, to be honest, I don't even think I. T- I think I did like the three summons. I got a free summon from that, and I didn't get anything. So I just I was mainly going for the uh, LR Gohan, which I pulled. Just because I'm running a Goku's family, so it works perfectly. And now I'm now I'm running close to uh, five hundred fifty thousand HP. Wow! Yeah, that's not bad at all, dude. I can only imagine. Like, so you know the Prime Battle uh, Tech Goku, Super Saiyan yeah. Goku. So he's on, he's on the team, and he's only transcended UR. So I can only imagine the HP once he jumps up to fully rainbow LR. Yeah, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be a scary-ass team. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, besides that and Dokkan, I've been playing Pokemon Go. And as of recording um, with the uh, Turtwig Community Day, I did get a total of five Shinies. What the shit? Oh, I completely forgot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I did mention that when I was talking about shinies with uh, Zeno here. I got the full shiny family. I feel like this was one of the best, one of the best uh, community days I ever did. Solely because I woke up at like 11.30. It was from, so the community day was 11 to 2 this time. I thought it was three to six or four to seven later days or later hours, but it's not. So right at 12. So I go shower, blah, blah, blah. And I, I start driving to the, uh, the local university cause they have a bunch of, uh, Pokestops. 
I literally do one lap. It takes me 40 minutes. I literally get the full shiny line in 40 minutes, and then I just drive home. That's crazy. Like, like I said, I haven't played Pokemon Go in forever, but man, I would go out all day looking for shinies back in the day and not get shit. And you pick them all up in 40 minutes. Bullshit. Feel like yeah, Antic has ripped me off. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go cry and be butthurt about it now. Trying to think what else. Um, uh, Gen 5 has also has also launched. That's right. I think they're doing it in waves, just like they did with... Uh... Yeah. yeah, they're doing it in waves. So all I caught... I haven't caught many... I only caught one, a single Gen 5 Pokemon so far, Fungus. But that's about it. I haven't really caught anything else i haven't i mean to be honest i probably could go get more but i haven't really been out at all i've also been playing uh the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, dual links evolution on the switch that has been quite a lot of fun if i'm gonna be honest i'm working on getting the what's the word working on getting my skull serving cards put together so that'll be fun once i get all that put together uh, trying to think. I've also been playing multiplayer a lot of Gears of War 5 the last week or so, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. But um, I've reported on Gears last week, so if you wanted to hear my review of Gears of War, tune in to last week's episode. Tell them how you sold out to Microsoft. Hey. <laughs> Shut it. Fucking traitor. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think that will primarily cover it, unless if you guys have anything else you would like to add in this little segment. No, I think I've had enough uncomfortable silence <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, Man, the I'm only thing I can add is definitely go get the new Zelda game that came out. i I love this game. This game is so much fun. Yeah, you no, guys are going to make me end up going and buying the Switch. Do it. All right, you guys. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here and jump into our topic. We will be right back. And welcome back, you guys, to the topic of the show. Where we will pick a topic about anything under the video game sun and generally just have a nice little discussion about it. Colo, what are we talking about today, buddy? We're going to talk about the Mario Kart games. Yes. And for those of you who are living under a rock, Mario Kart is a series of go-kart style racing games developed and published by Nintendo as a spin-off from its trademark Super Mario series. Man, Mario Kart ruined a lot of friendships when I was a kid. Yes, it did. Especially <laughs> if you were an asshole who used a fucking blue shell. Go fuck off. <laughs> Back in my Super like, Nintendo days, man. <laughs> I mean, have we all seen the video of a Mario Kart race? Well, the person in first place was hit by a red shell, then a green shell, then a blue shell, then another green shell, and a red shell, and then they fall off the map out of all of the turtle shell hits. And they end yeah, up being in, like, I've eighth place or some shit like that. Yes, no. I have. It's very unfortunate luck right there. But that would probably make me send my controller through my TV screen. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
the very first one in the series is just called Super Mario Kart. Originally, uh, it was launched in 1992 on the SNES system. Damn it, I'm so old. Which is so fucking, fucking amazing. So essentially, all Mario Karts are the same. Um, there's Mario Kart that was on the SNES, the Nintendo 64, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, Nintendo DS, Arcade Mario Karts, the Wii, 3DS, Wii U, Nintendo Switch, and soon enough, Mario Kart Mobile. They're making a mobile game for it? Yes, they are. It's called Mario Kart Tour, and you are, uh, as of now, if you guys want to, you are welcome to go on your app platform of choice and pre-register for Mario Kart Tour. Do you know anything about it? Like, are they? Gonna, they're not going to do some bullshit like charge you for like engine upgrades or I have no idea. type stuff, are they? I think it was to be. I think to be honest, I think it was just released fairly recently, so I don't think that we have really any information on it as of oh, now. Like just announced that it was coming out kind of thing? Or? I believe it's actually supposed to come out at the tail end of this month, I want to say. I don't know, but I just pre-registered for it. So. It looks pretty decent, too, though. Like The graphics on it look really good. Like Better than I expected, anyways. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. But, um... So, yeah, any... Uh, general memories of Mario Kart that you gentlemen have? I don't know. We still play Mario Kart on the Wii U. That is the one Nintendo system I do have still. You know, that nobody liked. We play Mario Kart Deluxe 8. With all the stuff unlocked. I still really like that one. Isn't that the same one they released on Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Or or do they have a newer one than that? No, it's the same thing. It's just Mario Kart 8. Yeah. But um, to go through the list real quick, um, most, or I shouldn't say most, all of the Mario Kart games scored an overall game ranking of high 80s to low 90s. And um, to go through it real quick, because I, I find this really cool, Super Mario Kart, which was the very first Mario Kart game that came out in 92, got an overall ranking of 94 on Metacritic. And Mario Kart 64, which released in 1996, got a Metacritic rating of 83. Mario Kart Super Circuit, which is the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart, got a Metacritic score of 93. Mario Kart Double Dash, which was the GameCube version of Mario Kart, uh, got a Metacritic score of 87. Mario Kart DS, and I really feel the need to not say what system... It came out on released in 2005. Boy, no, dumbass. We're talking about the. Uh, uh, it's a Tamagotchi style Mario Kart. I I was I was kidding. You said Mario I know Kart. You DS. were. <laughs> but yeah, that released in 2005 and got a Metacritic rating of 91. Mario Kart Wii uh, had a Metacritic score of 82. Mario Kart Seven got a uh, Metacritic review of 85. Uh, Mario Kart 8, which was the uh, Wii U version, got a Metacritic score of 88. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the Switch port of Mario Kart 8, got a Metacritic score of 93. 
you know, a bit of uh, random facts for you guys about Mario Kart, if you did not know. Um, in the Guinness Book of World Records, um, they list six records set by the Mario Kart series, including the first console kart racing game, the best-selling racing game, and longest-running kart racing franchise. Wow. And it also says that Super Mario Kart has been inducted into the Video Game Hall of Fame in 2019. Yeah, I don't think Mario Kart's ever going to go away. As long as they keep adding characters, cards, and updating graphics, that's all they really need to do to keep that game alive. It's just... Exactly, and starting you know, from... It's so uh, easy to pick up and play, and it's so easy to have fun with anybody. You know, kids, adults, like, you know, it's just kind of for everybody. I was about to say it's like a really chill way, like, it's it's a nice game to just sit down and play and not get stressed out. But then I remembered, I'm like, wait, no, this is a very stressful game. Especially if you're playing with friends. <laughs> Especially Even if you're just playing by yourself and you're doing all like the uh, Grand Prix and stuff, they're just right. it's very frustrating. I don't know. The computer doesn't talk shit like my friends do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, like the standard Super Mario series, the Mario Kart series has achieved successful sales with over 138 million copies sold in total. Wow. The original Super Mario Kart has sold 8.76 million copies and is the fourth fourth best-selling game on the SNES. Mario Kart 64 was the second best-selling game for the Nintendo 64, selling a total of 9.87 million. Double Dash has sold a a total of 6.96 million, and is the second best-selling game on the GameCube, next to Smash Bros. Melee. Mario Kart Wii has achieved highly successful numbers, selling a total of 37.20 million copies. It's, it's bonkers. Mario Kart 8, that released for the Wii U, has shipped 1.2 million copies in North America and Europe combined on its first few days of... since its first few days since launch which was the console's fastest-selling game until the record was beaten by Smash Bros. 4 on Wii U. And uh, Mario Kart Wii... Uh, yeah, no, Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U sold a copy of... Uh, sold a total of 8.4 million. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 459,000 units in its first day of its launch, making the fastest-selling game in the series to date. Deluxe sold a total of 16.69 million copies worldwide, outperforming the original Wii U version, and is the best-selling Nintendo Switch game of all time. Both versions sold a copy of 25.13 million. And um, and the portable entry, you know, being uh, Super Circuit, has sold a total of 5.9 million copies, making it the fourth best-selling game on the Game Boy Advance. And Mario Kart DS sold a total of 23.6 million copies. And Mario Kart 7 has sold a total of 18.26 million copies and is the best-selling 3DS game as of June 2018. Bonkers. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah, I think that's the first thing I bought when I bought all of us 3DSs. I bought one for me, my wife, and my kid. And 
we picked up three copies of Mario Kart with it just because mm-hmm. the idea of being able to play remotely online with a handheld device while I was at work or something. Was... Right, so I can only imagine what Mario Kart Tour is going to be like. Yeah, that's what I was excited about that. Cause... I feel, I to be honest, like in my man. opinion, I feel like Mario Kart Tour is either gonna it's gonna be a hit or it's gonna be a miss. I think they really need to hit it out of the park because the whole Doctor Mario mobile game was absolute disaster. I I didn't even touch that game. Yeah, I didn't it's even bad. They had that game. <laughs> yeah, I I pre-registered for it and everything, and I played it at launch, but it's so heavy with the microtransactions. That's yeah, that's why I don't really get excited when big developers make mobile games because it's always so many microtransactions. It just seems like a cash grab. Right. But um, do you guys have a favorite version of Mario Kart? Ooh, that's tough. It would have to be between uh, Double Dash... Double Dash and the the Wii game version. Okay. See, for me, like each one has a each one that I played, which was the Super Nintendo one, the sixty four one, and now the. I think I played it a little bit on the Wii, but I definitely played it on the Wii U because that's what I own now. But each one is like nostalgic to me for different reasons. When I was a kid, you know, I remember having everybody over and playing it on the Super NES and stuff, and like. When we were playing on Nintendo 64, that was more like when I was in high school and hanging out with friends and stuff. So it just kind of has different memories and feels to me, like the things I was into and uh, the people I was hanging out with and stuff. They're all nostalgic to me for different reasons. All right. Well, I'm kind of torn between two of them. Uh, Nostalgically for me, Mario Kart 64 has always been my favorite. And growing up playing that game as a kid, you were either your your goal was to be either Yoshi or Toad. And otherwise, if you weren't either Yoshi or Toad, you were a loser. Or at least that's <laughs> how I played it with the group of buddies. But I also heavily enjoyed Mario Kart Seven. Because as far as to my knowledge, that was the first Mario Kart entry that allowed kart customization. Is as of Mario Kart 7 and onwards, you can customize the body of your go-kart. You can customize the tires, the gliders. Yeah, I don't think... I think 8 was the first one I played. Maybe I didn't play 7 then. Because that was the one that was on the Wii, right? Yeah, yes. But yeah, it's pretty much those two. And now here's a here's a good question then. Do you guys have a favorite item in the Mario Kart series? Um I don't know. I like killing people in hilarious ways. Like you know, like banana pills or like little ink splotches yeah. or something. I just like giving like making people die in the most dumb way possible. It's pretty much why I go on there. Like those are the ones I get more satisfaction out of doing that than like just shooting somebody with a shell or, you know, <laughs> it's way more gratifying. Yeah, add that extra humiliation into your kills. 
Right. Colo, what about you, buddy? That's that's tough. Um I don't, I don't know what I don't know, to be honest. Uh I don't really think I have a favorite item that I like to use. If I had to choose, I feel like I would go with the classic red shell because it's always fun to drop drop down to uh second place, get the red shell, then just to piss whoever was in second place off, you hit them with the red shell, then you immediately <laughs> go back to first. Right. To be um mine personally per se that I guess I can say that I genuinely are like one of my favorite items follows among the same line of Xeno, but I'm um specifically meaning the triple banana set that you get. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, you get a triple set of bananas, and I tend to not spill them out. I wait till someone decides to fucking crawl up on my ass and try to speed past me, and I purposefully slow down enough to the point to where they hit my bananas. And then my leftover <laughs> bananas, I would just dump right in front of a of one of those like speed speed boosts. <laughs> yeah. So so if you gun for the speed boost, you're gonna fucking hit the bananas. Oh, and that's so frustrating too. Get that speed boost and instantly start spinning out of control like just stop. Right. But um you know, another question is coming to mind for me. If you could create an item for the Mario Kart universe, what kind of item would you create? Like, I, I, I have an example on the top of my head already. I would want a purple shell. And what I would want this purple shell to specifically do is that it targets the person behind you and locks on to them like the red shell does to people in front of you. Yeah, that would be really you, especially for if you're in first place. You know, right, have you a want to close the gap. You. So basically, yeah. Gingy wants to be an asshole to everybody who's behind <laughs> I think Gingy just wants to be an asshole in general. Like, if there's a way, there's the will. <laughs> Shh, you're not supposed to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about you, Colo? And Zeno? I'm trying to think. I just feel like they've covered them. Like, you know, they have slow. They have things that... I don't know. It might be kind of neat if there's some sort of weapon that you could hit them with that would change the customization of their car. I could see that. <laughs> like, just for the round, you know? <laughs> just to screw up their handling and acceleration, whether it was for, like, one lap or just for maybe 30 seconds or something, you know, where they had to race with something completely different that they weren't used to steering with. Oh, yeah, that's a good Cause, idea. Because that's like a whole new learning curve at that point, you know, especially if you race with the same setup every single time and then you get hit with something that's just completely random. That's a good idea, man. I like that. Uh, I'm, I might be able to top that. So you know how, I don't know if it's in the the newer versions, but I do know in from what I remember in the Wii, you can get the uh, the ink sack that throws ink all over your screen. Yeah. Something similar to that, but you can ink the field, and if you, it's basically like the banana, but it slows you down massively. Ooh. 
Yeah, that like everybody, that. like even you, or just your enemies, though. Like if you if you run it like if you run into it, it'll throw it out behind you, obviously. But if you run like just like if you run into your own bananas, it yeah. it'll still it'll still affect you. But just you just gotta avoid it, and it it doesn't stay there the whole time. But I feel like that would make things a lot more interesting too, because if someone's riding your ass, then you can just throw that, slow them down, and widen the gap a bit too. Yeah, there's not as much of an opportunity for him to dodge that as there would be like a banana or something smaller. So I think it'd work way more effectively. So I actually have a question, just because I was thinking about it. What what Nintendo characters do you want to see in Mario Kart? Ooh. Because we they with the newer at least with the Switch, I don't know about the Wii U because I didn't play the Wii U, but with the Switch we now have Link and the inklings so now we're getting uh we're getting characters from other games other than just the mario franchise yeah they also have link and zelda and like the animal crossing characters yeah i forgot about mario kart 8 i'm surprised we don't have tom nook mario kart (laughs) i mean they've had donkey kong for a while but that's kind of the same mario universe i guess you know, I, I think I know a character. I don't know how it would work per se, but I would want Game and Watch. Oh, that wasn't even like my. I I didn't even think of him. I mean, he he's flat, so I don't know exactly how it would work, but I think it'd kind of be interesting to see Mister Game and Watch in Mario Kart. I feel like with Mario Kart, they could do what they're doing with Switch, just or Switch. With uh, Smash, and just throw a bunch of like DLC characters in there and stuff. It wouldn't be like in game. You'd obviously have to buy them, but right. See, that's that's how all the extra characters were on the Wii U. Like in the deluxe version, it was all included. But on the regular Mario Kart 8, you had to actually buy a Link and all those. But I mean, they weren't too bad. I think there was two separate packs, and they were like five bucks or three characters on each, five or ten that's bucks. Not bad. I do but... know with the Switch, they just come with the game. Right. Yeah, DLC or anything like that. So the right. the person I want to see now, I don't know if they're gonna add. I want to see uh, Pokemon Trainer. Oh hell yeah! I don't know how it would work with, like, if they could just add just this regular Pokemon Trainer and give him his make him his own character now, instead of using the Pokemon to fight for him. Mm-hmm. Or to work with them, I should work with him, I should say. But like, I feel like that'd be really interesting. And if they wanted to, if they like, if they really wanted to, they could add DLC where they throw Pikachu on his shoulder or something like that. Or right. or even add a brand new cart with like a side cart with Pikachu in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other uh, any other stuff we can comment on Mario Kart? I want them to do an updated version of Double Dash. Ooh. Because I feel like they could if they really wanted to. Right. And I feel like that would be a really cool way to incorporate a lot of the newer characters since that game came out. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I've never played that. Is that different than the other Mario Karts, or is it the same game, just with a different name? Or? Uh, it's basically the same game, but you can switch between two characters. So the best example would be uh, Bowser and Bowser Jr. So Bowser, will you'll choose you'll choose them as a pair. Yeah. Uh, you can hold two... Well, back then, you could hold two items instead of just one item. And then you switch between the characters to use the two items. Well, that's a neat idea. Yeah, but... But well, now you can... keep doing that. It was a one-time thing. They never, they never brought back dual, dual, dual characters before or after that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if too many people just started bitching about it, or you know who I, I just remembered based off the the question I just asked. They could easily add Kirby into this too. Oh, why isn't Kirby a character? I mean, they I added already Link. pissed. I already pissed you off with Kirby and Smash. Let me do it. Hey, I beat Mario you. Kart. I beat you once with once once before when you were playing as Kirby. So fuck yeah, off. Yeah, once. Once. See, I, I didn't really... say. I didn't say it was unbeatable with Kirby. <laughs> yeah. You're almost in, unbeatable. <laughs> almost. And I think having Samus with like a futuristic cart would be cool too, though. Oh, it's like really sci-fi, isn't she? Nope. I don't think so. As of now, it's yeah, it's just the Inkling, uh, Animal Crossing characters, and Link. All right, then, you guys. With that being said, we're gonna cut the topic here and jump into our bullshit. We will be right back. Welcome back to the bullshit segment of the show, you guys. We're just gonna, but all right, you guys. Intermission until this lures over. Right, but um, (laughs) we got a email. We'll go ahead and squeeze it into the bullshit. Uh, an email sent to us to our PP and F Gmail accounts. If you guys want to send in an email for us to potentially read on the show, by all means, send it in. So, written by Mr. Riley. What's up, fam? It's everybody's favorite former co-host of the show, Riley Brooks. Miss me? I know you do. A little birdie with ginger hair told me you were talking about GTA, then realized we already did that, so changed it to Mario Kart. Mario Kart is a super good franchise. Probably some of the purest fun I've had in a racing game was playing Mario Kart DS. Mario Kart 8 as well. Fun fact, it did a Mario Kart 8 YouTube video with the creator of the logo of the show, Jason, a while back. When a race wasn't going well for me, I said something to the effect of, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to throw the game away. I lost and took a video video of me and played up anger throwing the game in the trash, obviously taking it right back out because who would throw away Mario Kart? That's all for now. I love you all. Good night. Aww. Try to keep it together, Gigi. Don't get too, don't get too emotional. I'm sorry. I, I, I know you miss me. It's gonna be okay, man. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> but no bullshittery. So yeah, thank you, Riley, for sending in the email. As opposed to all the serious stuff we've been talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But bullshittery aside, can we fucking like just rant a little bit on Jurassic World Alive? 
I'm getting sick and goddamn tired of getting constant low rolls of 10 DNA points when it comes to a hybrid that I really want to fucking get versus a hybrid that I'm just doing for shits and giggles that I really don't care about, and I'm getting as high as fucking 90 for my DNA rolls. Yeah, that's bullshit. I, it happens to me, too. And I don't know. I don't know if they made it that way, so you have to grind more and spend more money and stuff on the harder stuff. You know, to, like, get your uniques as opposed to getting, like, a rare or an epic. But it definitely feels like that to me, too. Uh, or maybe it's just it takes so many resources that you fuse a lot more on the smaller things, you know? Right. And so there's more of a chance to hit those higher... But either way, it feels like I'm getting screwed over. It pisses me off. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I hate it. I'm so close to the Thor. So very close. I'm, I'm honestly getting sick and tired of constantly asking for Tarbo DNA. <laughs> I want to start asking for different DNA. I was like, fuck, I want to get Thor done and over with. We only got one more fuse, right? If I can hit 30, effectively, yeah, just one more fuse. I just need to hit 30, but knowing my luck, I'll probably fucking hit 10. <laughs> so you need 6,000 DNA, not another 1,000. Right, a good chance, a good chance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bitch. I tried warning you once you started... That unique that it was, they don't fuck around on those uniques, man. <laughs> they ain't playing games. Bring back that unique event that we had that we can encounter like six uniques. Oh yeah, for just St. Patrick's once. Day. Yeah, yeah, that that was awesome. That's honestly how I got my uh, Indoraptor. Yeah, that's how that. I got Trico. I should have done Trico. And I just uh, I just now got it to where I can actually start leveling up past the 21, where I leveled the T-Rex and the Akintrasaurus, mm. legendary hybrid, I think. But, uh, yeah, I just now got to where I can start working on him to get him higher than level 21. It's taken me that long since March, and I've been working on it before then, but that event's what actually got it for me. Which was nice, because it's a pain in the ass to get. But yeah, that's our that's our dinosaur rant, you guys. <laughs> Have you got any of the new ones they released? I haven't. Like I mean, I saw or... that there's... No, I, I, I did not know there was a turtle in Jurassic World Alive, but I want that guy no, I saw more than I want anything. I, I want to get the fucking Indoraptor Gen two, but I can't get that because I my uh I believe it's uh Charlie uh, or no, it's Delta. I don't have enough Delta DNA. Oh hell, I didn't even know those were worth a shit. Right, so I d I haven't touched them. The only the only raptor I've ever worked on was blue. I did a little bit, but then I didn't because... Oh, no, it is blue. Indoraptor Gen 2 is blue. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. When the fuck they make blue epic? Has he always been epic? Yeah, blue's always been epic. 
Oh, sure. No, they're, they're all rare minus the base Velociraptor. So Charlie, Delta, and Echo are all rare. The regular Velociraptor is just common, and then Blue is epic. Huh. Learn something new every day. No, to but make yeah. the Indominus Rex Gen 2, you need Echo. Maybe that's what you're thinking that's of. That's Echo. Yeah, that. And then but yeah, you I don't have enough to Indoraptor Gen 2. So. Shit. That's probably what you're looking at. But yeah, it'll be for fucking ever before I get those. Right. And you know, life will be posted in like two weeks that he's got every fucking dinosaur again. Shit. Because. Like, Life I'm happy for has, him, has context. Out of me, you know? <laughs> he has those higher echelon contacts up with uh, Ludia. Yeah, he's having, he's like making phone calls and just having shit spawn in his yard. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Colo, we, we really took over the bullshit so far, buddy. Do you have any bullshittery on your mind? You fall asleep. Um, uh, I, <laughs> you fall asleep. I have not w- once fallen asleep on on this podcast. Yeah, on this podcast, Pokemon Variety Hour. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, I think it's because my I'm pretty sure that with with the finale, my uh, my headset died, and I was laying in bed, and then. The constant sound wasn't keeping me awake, so I just kind of passed out almost immediately. <laughs> but yeah, no, on this podcast, I have not fallen asleep because I'm you. I'm usually not. We're usually not doing this podcast super late, so. And it's Friday, and I don't have work. I don't know, to be honest, I mean, I'm not going to jump into editing right away tonight. I'm going to go play some Gears multiplayer after this. I think you have a problem, sir. I think you're addicted. I do not, sir. <laughs> you uh, I mean, back on the Sony <laughs> PlayStation 4. Hey, I did all the shit that I wanted to do. Now I need to get a PS4 before The Last of Us <laughs> Part 2. Mm. Are they making that on PlayStation 4? I didn't expect another one of those. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's PlayStation 4. Yeah, PlayStation 5 is supposed to be out next year, ain't it? I believe so. That's the rumor. Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be like 700 bucks, though. So I don't know if I'm going to be picking it up on release. Yeah, I generally stop picking up the game consoles on release. Unless I can get two of them and charge like two grand on eBay. Right. But they were talking about making them where they don't take discs, too. At that point, I don't know why you would just buy a computer, to be honest. You know? Right. And even then, I mean, I, I I get that all digital stuff has its perks. I really do. But, um, I don't know. I'm more of a person that likes to physically hold the media. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, if I want to play another disc or DVD player, Blu-ray player, like, my PlayStation fills that capacity for all those other things I want to do. You know, I have a separate Blu-ray player. It's That's why I get the PlayStation, you know? Mm. And that and just being able to buy used discs... 
you know, from GameStop or offline or eBay or wherever. You know, I never go to GameStop anymore, hardly. But uh, just being able to pick up stuff cheap is another reason I like my console. Because otherwise, I mean, you can't hardly beat all the sales that you can find on a PC. And I'm not like PC Master Race or any of that bullshit. I just think everything has their place. But typically, you can pick up PC games cheap off Steam sales or Green Man Gaming or, you know, any of those places. But it's a lot harder to find those PlayStation ones because it's the PlayStation store selling it, you know. So you're only going to get the sales that they have. There's not as much competition, I don't think, unless you're buying actual discs, which, you know, I don't know if people... Even with the disc now, though, you usually have to download, like, half the damn game offline. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of moving that way anyways. But I still like having my disc, I guess. But that's just my two cents. Right. Where do you stand on that, Cola? Are you a physical or digital person? Physical, 100%. Fair enough. I guess... Uh, something, something really fucking cool is uh, going to be potentially happening for Genji in the next week or so. Are you gonna have a baby? I have one now. I don't <laughs> want another one. Congratulations, it's a girl. <laughs> Hell no. And future Gingy, if you are in the mood to edit this in, get that song like, hell no, to the no, no, no. <laughs> but no, I uh, put in a application to Full Sail University the other day. Oh. To where? Full Sail University for video game design. Oh really? Like to learn yeah. to code, or are you gonna do like yeah to learn to three D models? Yeah, all, all the the whole shebang. Oh nice. damn, that's cool. Best of luck to you, Jinji. I appreciate it. As of recording, I should hear something from them uh, tomorrow. So effectively Tuesday, I should hear back from the whole financial aid to see if I qualify. And if I do, um, part of the program, since I'm doing it online, um, they they're apparently are going to be sending me a iPad, a laptop, and a VR headset to do work on. Good. Wow. I want a VR headset. Can I apply now? <laughs> oh, I like that. When I went to college, there was a bunch of books. <laughs> Five hundred no, dollars. So I will definitely definitely report on that later on. Are you gonna have us beta test your shit? Fuck yeah. <laughs> but man I'm trying to think any other bullshittery that we can that we can come up with. What do you guys think? Tap, 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 tap. 
Yeah, that's my dog scratching. I tried muting the thing, but I can see <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, do you guys have any other bullshitteries? Nah, I don't think so. Bitched about Ludia. No, I think I'm good for, for now. Well, all right. Then if that's the case, Mr. Colo, where can our wonderful listeners find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at colo254. You can find me on Twitch at colo254. You can find me on YouTube as colochu, C-O-L-O-C-H-U. I make Pokemon content. Uh, I need to get on that upload schedule, but with work, I'm lazy. But, um, yeah, so I went and I, I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again. I went and got rid of the 54 on my name because I have enough subscribers to where I should just go as Kolochu and get rid of the 54. <laughs> At least on YouTube. I'm probably not going to change it anywhere else. Just keep it as Kolochu 54 on Twitter and Twitch. Right. But on YouTube, it's just Kolochu, not there's no 54 anymore, so. All right. Well, Mr. Zeno, do you have anywhere on the vast interwebs where our listeners can find you? Yeah, they can download Discord, go to Pixels Polygon and Fun, and type at Xenomorph Jedi, <laughs> and I will probably respond. Other than that, no. Please. <laughs> But yeah, I'll plug your Discord channel. That's fine. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, you can find me and my personal Twitter at Raging Gingy. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. We have an email. If you guys would like to email in like Riley did, the email is ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. And that's also for any topic suggestions, concerns, or anything else you wanted to bring up to us, besides dropping it in the Discord channels that we have for Pixels. Um, the main show for now is the only show under the Pixels Media banner, but like I said last week, please keep a clo- close eye out the next week or so on the, main, on the Pixels Twitter account for any news updates. So, yeah, stay tuned on that, guys. So, with that being said, this has been Pixels Polygon... Wait, sorry, fuck that up a bit. (laughs) This has been the 61st episode of Pixels Polygons and Fun, the video game podcast where you talk about anything under the video game sun. I have been your host, Jinji. I've been Kolochu. And I'm Xenomorph Jedi. Before we close out, I wanted to say one last final thank you for Zeno to to, uh, come on the show tonight, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. I'm glad to finally get off work to come. It's been a long time coming. But uh, with that being said, you guys, we will see you next time.